Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Hey, what's going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. Welcome to my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Well, today is June 29th, 2022. It is currently 12.19 a.m. in the morning. I'm up late talking to you folks, taking a little break from doing my thing, right? And what is my thing? Well, I edit wedding videos, edit photos, answer emails, wedding emails, run a Facebook wedding forum. Because I own a wedding company, right? Dream Weddings Away. You probably heard about my advertisements all on this podcast. And thanks to you people who listen to my podcast, <laughs> I got work. So thank you, thank you so much. And by the way, you know, just a little self-plugger. If you need wedding photos, well, I'm sorry. If you need a wedding planned in Hawaii, a surprise vow renewal, right? You're coming to Hawaii, you want family photos, give me a buzz. DreamWeddingsHawaii.com. I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. All right. Gonna turn this music down and uh, get to talking to you. Okay, so what is on my mind right now? Oh, I tell you what. You know, if, there's, if there are two things which I hate in life, I really hate in life, is <laughs> two types of people. They're, they are cheaters and they are liars. Now, I can understand a little cheating going on sometimes because even though I, I cheat myself sometimes because I remember, you know, when I'm riding bikes sometimes and I'm thinking, okay, yeah, I need a little boost here. I need a little boost. So I'll just take one extra spray of albuterol. I have asthma, so I can get albuterol legally. <laughs> Two sprays, it makes my lungs very, very good, right? I can breathe really, really easily. Oh, three sprays. I'm like Lance Armstrong, me. And then four sprays, ooh, when I go up hills, I'll take four sprays and it gives me way more energy. It's a little cheating, right? You know, who the hell cares? It's just a little cheating. When I fell like a Tour de France test, maybe, 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 maybe not. But, you know, it, you know it's not on the honest way, right? It's, it's not the honest, it's not on the up and up way to do. But for the most part, because I am just a black and white moral, compulsive moral type of guy. You know, I hate it when people cheat when it counts, right? And I hate it when they lie when they count. You know, like <laughs> yesterday, I was riding by, uh, down at Lagoon Drive. And Lagoon Drive, for those of you who don't know, it's a nice straightaway uh, that is right by the reef runway here in Oahu, right by Honolulu Airport, right? It runs uh, maybe perpendicular to the, to the reef runway. The reef runway, of course, is where airplanes, you know, take off and land. And, of course, if you come to Hawaii, uh, you're probably going to land on that runway or take off from that runway. But perpendicular to it is this long, nice straightaway of, of, of about five miles. And uh, if you're a road biker and you just want to, like, you know, rip it, rip, you know, just test your will, you go down there as fast as you can. And one way, the wind blows to your back. You have really good tailwind. And the other way, whew, that wind is right in your face, and uh, <laughs> the difference in miles per hour is just dramatic. We're talking, you can go easily 27 miles per hour one way, that's with the tailwind. If you push it, you can hit 33. I've hit 43 miles per hour with the wind. Uh, that's really fast, by the way, on a bike. And uh, against the wind, 
when it was really bad, I only went 8 miles per hour. Uh, yesterday, I went about 12 miles per hour to 15 miles per hour. So I start riding bike. I start doing my laps, right? And uh, there was uh, two other gentlemen who was, you know, I would, I would kind of crisscross with them because they're leaving Lagoon Drive while I'm going with them and they're, while we're doing laps. And I started to catch up with them. And they started to notice, right? And they're about my age, I think maybe, maybe even younger, maybe young 30s, you know, um, maybe upper 30s. They, they look to, I'm, I'm 45, right? So I'm catching up with them. You know, I'm, I'm going faster down the straightaway. I'm going faster against the wind. And then they don't notice. I see them cut their, I see them cut the, cut, cut the, the, the route short. They make a U-turn a little bit too early. They don't think I notice, right? So I, I keep it honest. I do my route, right? The, the usual route that everybody who rides there, so we can get about 25 miles if we do six laps. And I come back, and I see them cut the route again, too, just so they can't go against me. They want to keep ahead of me. Oh, they're cheating, because they, they saw me each time, you know, close that gap, and they're out there saying, no, we don't want this dude. They don't know my name, right? We don't, we don't want him to come up there, and we don't want him. We, we don't want to get lapped, so we're just going to cut Okay, we're going to cut the course short. Of course, you know, we're not racing, but there's the male ego involved, right? <laughs> they don't want to lose. And, uh, you know, it still got me. It still worked me. <laughs> and I guess that's why I do this podcast because, you know, things like that, you know, I, I just need to get it out and talk about it. It's, it's, I'm a compulsive, I'm a compulsive complainer, right? And, and uh, you know, it just... It's like scratching, scratching your nails on, on, a, on a chalkboard. And when I look at the Democrats, they're doing the same thing. And what happened to me at Lagoon Drive? They really, really are. And, uh, you know, and they're, but they're not cheating on a road bike. They're cheating by lying compulsively. And they can't stop themselves. They really can't stop themselves. And they think, you know, Americans... You know, and I guess some Americans are just stupid, but they're buying every single thing that they say. Now, I'm going to really quick, you know, go over the last, the last things, and then I'm just going to go speed through it, right? Speed through it, and then we're going to bring you up to their latest lie, okay? Their latest lie, which is, ugh, it, just, it just gets to me. So, for the, so when Trump was in office, let's not forget, we had three years of a fake Russia collusion. Then we have the fake impeachment of the, of the Ukrainian quid pro quo, you know, call that Donald Trump did to, you know, the current Ukrainian president, which was not. They failed on that. And then we had the 2020 elections. That came around, right? And then all of a sudden, Donald Trump was like, you know, ruled as a, he was a white supremacist for some reason. And, and Biden, you know, Biden said he ran because he just couldn't have that white supremacist in office. So that's another lie, too. Donald Trump is not a white supremacist. I'm sorry, he's not. If he were, I wouldn't vote for him. If he were, none of my friends would vote for him, right? You know, a lot of you people out there, you know, you email me all the time. You ask me, Steve, how can you support Donald Trump? He's a white supremacist, you know? He's really a white supremacist and all that, you know? And I wouldn't if he were. If, I, if you can show me that he was actually a white supremacist, show me the things that he did to actually, you know, you know uh, hold down Chinese people, like my, because I'm Chinese, right? You know, what has he done to hold down the blacks? You know, he did. He gave so much money to HSBC colleges, more than any Democrat has ever done. And when Joe Biden came back in office, he took Joe Biden took that money back, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what has he done? To, oh, he he called the 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 
the, the, the COVID-19, the China virus. It's from China. It's from China. The Chinese unleashed it upon us. And the Chinese are not the best. All right? Let's just be honest with that, right? I don't trust them. You know, the, the Chinese own people don't trust them. The, the Chinese Communist Party government is horrible. You know, don't go out there and try to put them on a pedestal, right? So let's, let's go back to the 2020 elections, right? Let's throw out the Dominion argument, the computer argument, right? Mark Zuckerberg pushed $300 million into the Democratic Party, which is illegal. There's ballot stuffing going on left and right. The Democrats changed the election laws. These are all like, you know, them trying to cheat and lie. And they said, oh, we didn't do anything. And then the mainstream media, the debate moderators, they covered up for Joe Biden and said, hey, you know what? Hunter Biden's laptop, oh, that's nothing. That's really, really, really nothing. But because, you know, they said it was nothing because the Hunter Biden's laptop exposed all of Biden's pay-for-play schemes that made Hillary Clinton's pay-for-play schemes seem like nothing. Okay. So all of these lies that they covered up, they said, oh, no, we didn't rig anything. Well, you just rigged all the information. You lied to you know, all the American voters when you're the media. You know, you, you don't think that affected votes at all? <sighs> and now we go, to the, we, we go to what's happening right now in 2022, in the summer of 2022. And what do we have here? The summer of pronouns, right? And liberals, the party that, that knows it all, that should, they just want to rescue all of us. They can't even define what a woman is. They can't even define what a woman is. And they're out there, you know, everywhere in these, you know, these cities, you know, you know, saying, oh, this Roe versus Wade thing is all for women's rights. Well, what is a woman? I don't know what a woman is. But it's for women's rights, but I don't know what a woman is. Oh, women's health could be in danger, but what is a woman? I don't know what a woman is. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. They're like... Their logic is a pretzel. They don't, oh, it, it just drives me nuts. Let's move on, right? They're pretending that climate change is an existential threat. It's so existential that President Barack Obama bought some, you know, prime real estate property here on Oahu. He actually bought out Higgins. You know, from Magnum PI, he bought out Higgins' old house. And he, he remodeled the whole damn thing. He actually broke it down, remodeled the, remodeled the front line of the property. And he was allowed to build a, a, a break wall over there, which will now take away the beaches onto the other properties there. He was allowed to skirt the law. No problem, no prosecution, no nothing. If you're not Obama, you can't do it to go to jail. Okay, <laughs> right? But you're Obama, it's okay. Right? And he, and he buys it. You know, after Donald Trump left the, left the, um, the, the, the Paris Climate Accord, you think he cares? You think he cares? Where's all the where's all the climate change insurance on the on the on, in Waimanalo Beach right now? Did Obama buy any of it? No. How do I know that? Because it doesn't exist. All right. You think he really cares about climate change? You think Joe Biden cares? Do you think Al Gore cares? They don't care. They don't really care. What they care about is you giving them money. What's another lie? What's another lie? That America is a racist nation, right? Oh, what's our other, other biggest lie right now? Oh, America's economy has never been stronger than ever when everything is freaking expensive. And are you making, let me ask you this. Are you making more money? Because I'm not. I'm not. I don't know anyone who's like saying, man, I have so much money to spend right now. You know, I have, I'm going to open up another business. I'm just going to buy like, you know, five PlayStation 5s. I'm going to buy the new Xbox coming out. And I'm just going to watch all the movies and, and dine out as much as I can because I got so much money because this economy is so damn freaking hot. That's another lie. Another lie Joe Biden and the Democrats keep pushing out there. 
Everything is expensive because the cost of doing business is getting higher and higher because of gas. And also on top of that, they're enacting minimum wage laws, you know, rising the price, they're increasing the price of minimum wage when it shouldn't. You shouldn't increase the price of minimum wage <laughs> because when you do that, it increases the cost of business and then all that increased cost would just get passed on to the consumer and pretty soon you're just going to get, you know, a $50 happy value meal, you know, of, hold on, a $50 extra value meal over at McDonald's. You know, I went over to Popeye's. I love Popeye's, by the way. I love Popeye's. I, I can't get myself enough of Popeye's. But I didn't get any Popeye's this past week. Why? Because when, when I walked in there for a 12-piece meal, 12-piece chicken meal, two large sides, five biscuits, right? Maybe it was seven biscuits, not too sure. 45 bucks. 45 freaking bucks. Where, what was it before? $23, all of a sudden, 45 bucks, and for the package that's higher than that, I'm not sure how many how many more biscuits I get, how many more sides I get, and how much more chicken I get, 75 bucks? Are you kidding me? 75 bucks, I, I did a U-turn, walked straight out of Popeye's, and said, I'm not paying that, are you nuts? I'm going to buy some chicken down at Costco and cook it myself. And why is it higher? Because the cost of doing business is much higher now. That's it. That's right it right there. And you know what? Usually there's a line coming out of Popeye's. There wasn't too much line out there. Not too much of a line. Not too much of a line. But right now, Democrats still can't help themselves. They have to keep lying. They have to keep lying. They're not concerned about the state of our country. They're not concerned about hyperinflation. You know, you know, what really upsets them is, you know, anything that, you know, that may not get them elected. And they always want to try to cater to their so-called base. And they see themselves losing the battle of, of, of uh, you know, they're not getting, getting the Hispanic vote as much anymore. They're not getting the black vote anymore. Right. These those people are waking up. All right. You know, for right me, I'm Chinese. I'm 100 percent. Chinese may sound like a white guy. I'm 100% Chinese. More importantly, I'm 100% American, right? And I'm voting for Trump when he runs again. I hope he runs again. I'm voting for anyone other than Biden. <laughs> because, you know, the Democrats have no idea how to fix the nation. They have no idea what the problems are with this nation. You know, we, they keep saying, oh, it's white supremacists, Republicans are the problem, you know, the pronouns are the problem, it, you, we don't have enough abortions in, in America, right? That's the problem. <laughs> and, they, they keep, and, they, and they keep moving the goalposts on this too, right? We'll, we'll go back and talk about the abortion thing on another podcast. All right? yeah, but, so what happens yesterday? What happens yesterday? Well, the January 6th hearings were going on, and they didn't really watch it, didn't really watch it. And uh, but I popped onto the Drudge Report, which is like full of BS right now. Just to be honest with you, uh, and uh, I'm not sure what happened to it because I, I used to go to the Drudge Report all the time for news. And um, I read this article from MSN that this woman, Cassidy Hutchinson, and they describe her uh, in these in this article. Well, let me pull it up here. They describe her in this article as a you know one of the a senior aide to Donald Trump. Uh, in, in the White House. Well, number one, that's a lie. She's not a senior aide. She was an aide to Mark Meadows, who was the chief of staff. 
All right. So she has, she does have access to in, in close proximity to Donald Trump. And she went out there and said that Donald Trump, that I'm going to paraphrase right here, that Donald Trump was so, he was so um, anxious to join the insurrection on January 6th that he wanted to be with his people that, that while he was in the beast, very important, that word, the beast, right? That he lunged, you know, he, he lunged toward the steering wheel when his secret service agent didn't want to drive toward the Capitol. He lunged toward the steering wheel and tried to take control of the steering wheel. Really? Really, 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 really. Now, number one, was she in the limo? Was she in the beast? No, she was not in there. So where did she hear this from? This was from a story that someone else had told her. So hearsay of a hearsay. What do we know? This is what the Democrats did about the impeachment. I heard from another person who I know, this is what Trump did. <laughs> Would that ever hold up in court? You know, I know from a person who knows and knows and knows and knows. No, you need to hear it straight from the person make from the person you know preaching that story. So this is not how you do it in court when you want to subpoena someone, right? You want to hear it right from the person's mouth. <laughs> but we didn't get that. So we got this girl saying that who's a very well, I guess she was they fixed her up. She looked kind of pretty, right? She doesn't usually usually look like that. And she tells a story about Donald Trump, you know, again, trying to take control of the beast, the beast, um, and uh, from, because he wanted to go to the Capitol. There's a problem with that. There's a real big problem with that. Number one, the beast, is, when, they, when, they refer to the, when they refer to the car, which is called the beast, that is a limousine that is, that is designed to be bulletproof, rocket-proof, or whatever, whatever proof. There's bulletproof glass on there. It's bomb-proof in case it runs over an ID. <laughs> the problem with that is that the president sits in the back. The driver is not... Lo There's no way to, to breach the driver cockpit from the back seat at all. So how did Trump reach for the steering wheel when you're sitting from a back seat? Now, I run a wedding company, right? It's really hard to do that, even in a regular standard limo. Now there is a there is a divider window that they can roll down, right, for the in the limousine. But even then, it's really freaking hard to reach for that reach for that steering wheel. You know, I guess you could kind of do it if you were a supermodel and got maybe three quarters of your body through that little opening. But you cannot get it through the beast because, I'm sorry, there's no way to breach that. Breach that, that driver cockpit because they do that for safety in case the driver gets attacked and you have terrorists trying to get into the, into the presidential limousine. The problem is that it never happened. Who told her this? No one probably told her this. That's why they don't have that person, you know, uh, on, on the stand. She's reading from a script. And here's the thing. These, these Democrats, they made this stuff up. They wrote a bad script and didn't even fact check it. You know, it's horrible. And, and this, and by the way, by the way, this happens a lot in writer circles. So if you're, if you're ever an aspiring writer, right, just to let you know, there's such thing, I always tell people, there, there's, there's such things what they call canonical, right? Canonical. Short term, you call it canon in the, in the writer's world, or in, the, in fandoms, you call it canon. And, and what, what does canon mean? Well, according to that lore, you know, you have to play in, again, um, according to the, the rules and the world that was created by that lore, that folklore. So, for example, let's just say 
Superman, right? He can fly. His weakness is kryptonite. That's the lore. So if we want to create fan fiction or we're going to write a Superman script, we have to make sure that Superman is allergic to kryptonite and he can fly in his red cape and all those different types of things. And if you, you, know, if you go past that, you have to explain it. You can't write that Superman is allergic to strawberries and carrots and all of a sudden he, def- he defines as a she, his, his preferred pronouns is they. That's not, that's not canon. But they're doing that in the DC world, by the way. They're doing that. And, um, you know, the problem is that, what, what do the fandom do? They say, they get pissed off. They say, what the, what the hell? What the hell is going on? Because this is not canon. Well, that's, and that's what's going on over in all the studios right now. Because all the new writers coming out of college, they're all freaking woke. And they throw that Bible of lore, of the, the Bible of lore, the canon's crap, right out the window. And you're getting crap like Obi-Wan Kenobi, all the new Star Wars. It's all woke crap. And they don't care nothing about the original lore. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And it's like Democrats. They throw all, of, and they don't care. They, they, they throw all, the, all of the lore out and they break the even more important rule that I always tell other writers. Make sure it's canon to reality. Canon to reality. That reality yeah, I'm sorry. Canon to reality. Not rolling off the tongue right now at 12 a.m. in the morning. Canon to reality. So what does that metaphor mean exactly? That means it just makes sure in reality, if you're going to tell a beautiful lie, make sure that in the real world it could possibly happen. Right? That it can happen. That if we fact check it, it could happen. Like when, you know, when uh, Tom Cruise made Top Gun, the, the Top Gun Maverick, most of the moves that happen in, the, in these F-18 fighter jets can, can actually be done. These fighter jet pilots who actually were Top Gun pilots were on YouTube saying, I've pulled off 99.9% of the things that were done, <laughs> I guess that appeared on, on, on screen. Excuse me. Canon to reality. I'm sorry, it counts. It really, really counts. And here we go with this, this, uh, this, uh, you know, uh, this girl, Cassidy Hutchinson, and says, "Oh, he, he, um, Donald Trump actually lunged, lunged for for the um, for the steering wheel." Okay. Now get this: the driver and the security agent, the 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 the, the Secret Service security agent, right? are willing to testify and basically debunk all of her claims. Will the, the um, January 6th select committee call them to testify, to set the record straight? Of course not. Of course not, because they don't care about getting to the truth. They don't care about getting to the truth. You know, why don't we just give them a go further? They said five people, five people died on that day. Who are the five people? It was five cops. One was Brian Sitnik, who died from a stroke unrelated to what happened on January 6th. And the other four cops died from suicide, which they can't even, you know, pin toward or, or even correlate with what happened on January 5th, on January 6th, right? The one person who did die on that day, they don't count. So technically, they don't even know how to do math. But it doesn't matter to them. They're lying. And they're lying to cheat. They're cheating the American public. And that's what it pisses me off. And they're taking... I'm not sure why this young girl decided to do what she did. But everyone has their reasons. You know, I mean, technically, I'm going to try to... I'm going to turn this into a verb. But she's Amber hurting it. Right? I mean, she really is. Amber Heard, you, you saw her on the, on the, 
you know, on on the, I guess on the um, on the stand, lying about her relationship with what she did to Johnny Depp, completely lying, right? You know, everybody could see through it, and we could see through this girl, Cassidy Hutchinson. So what else did she say? Well, she also said that, you know, she was alerted. She was alerted that there was a lot of like, you know, um, weapons that these uh, the Proud Boys. And the Oath Keepers, that they had handguns, AR-15s, and, and on top of that, there was police reports coming in about AR-15s and this and everything like that, right? Okay, fine. Now, they played some reports that the police had said that there's reports of AR-15s. Now, get this, those reports that they played were police people, were, were, were policemen, reporting on reports, that they had heard. So again, that's hearsay. Did they find anyone with an AR-15 or handgun or any type of thing, you know, who had stormed the Capitol? Any of the, had, did, were any of the insurrectionists armed with anything? No. But the January 6th committee, including Cassidy Hutchinson, are, are trying to imply that there were. That these people brought guns. Now, okay, why don't we even just believe them? Why don't we even believe that these, you know, that there was AR-15 there? That these Oath Keepers and Proud Boys actually brought the weapons? Did they fire their weapons? Did they point the weapons? Are there any photos with them with weapons? No, absolutely not. But even then, let's, why, don't, why don't we still believe it? Why, would, why did not one Oath Keeper or insurrectionist or whatever the hell you want to call them fire their weapon? Usually, you know, when an insurrection happens, <laughs> you fire your weapons because you're going to overtake the government, <laughs> right? Oh. You know, when the insurrection happened over there in Kabul, or is it Kabul? Kabul? I'm not sure how to say it. Kabul or Kabul over there in Afghanistan. We'll just call it that, right? Kabul. That was a true insurrection. The Taliban came in there with guns blazing. They used bombs. They killed American soldiers. That's a true insurrection. They came in there and that government got the hell out of there. They got the hell out of Dodge and we got the hell out of Dodge. You know, we left there with our tail between our legs and also left $81 billion worth of equipment back there, which we could have given to Ukraine, <laughs> but we didn't because General Milley was just a genius out there advising, advising uh, you know, Biden what to do. That's a true insurrection. And what's happening all around the nation right now, it really feels that these these liberals who are protesting, banging on doors, threatening justices with their lives, actually, I saw BLM, I saw some video, I saw some video that I can't find anymore, but there was Black Lives Matter protesters with the BLM on there, standing outside Clarence Thomas's um, residence, calling for his head. And they're white people, white people. Black Lives Matter protesters calling for the death of a black man, but it's okay because apparently he's completely pro-life. Want to tell another lie right now? I'm going I'm to tell you another lie that the Democrats are pushing right now is that they're no longer pro-choice. This entire pro-choice movement, now I know a lot of women out there who will say, oh, it's my choice, my body. I understand. I understand that argument, but that argument has left the building. Pro-choice has left the building. It is pro-abortion. All right. I'm all for pro-choice. Trust me about that. 
You know, if a woman goes into goes goes to get an abortion, why don't we try to side on the side of life? Why don't we just say, "Hey, wait a minute. Can you listen to the heartbeat? Can we show you the ultrasound and show you how this baby looks?" Can we describe to you in great detail what we're going to do to the baby when we abort it? That we're going to pull, you know, with forceps, your baby's hands, arms, and, le- and, and legs and all that, right? We're going to pull it one by one, give it a good yank. And then to get that baby's skull out of you, we're going to crush it. Can, can't we just tell it? Can't we just tell it to you like that? Exactly the truth. No, we can't tell you the full truth because then you won't get an abortion. I tell you what, if you had... If you had mothers who wanted to get an abortion and they knew the exact truth, I, think, I don't think most of them would get it. And I'm for, I, you know, here's the thing, you know, if we legalize, if we keep abortion legal in some states, that's fine with me. It's really fine. All right. But I would just like to see the full, you know, that mother to get, I, I want to see the full spectrum of education around abortion. That's it. Just educate that mother fully on what's going to happen to their little baby. You know, I had a friend of mine. I had a friend of mine, and I got into an argument with her. And uh, she drove her friend to get an abortion. This was like a long time ago. And I, and I said, okay, fine. Okay, that's what you want to do, and you're comfortable. She said, yeah. She got her, um, that her friend got an abortion at five and a half months. Now, you can deliver a baby prematurely about five and a half months. And I told her that. I just told her that recently. And she said, Steve, no, 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 no. It's just a bunch of cells. We went there and I said, did they give her an ultrasound? They said, yeah, they gave, an, they gave an ultrasound to her. This is a Planned Parenthood. They gave her an ultrasound and they, um, they didn't show her the ultrasound, but they needed to do the ultrasound to make sure to what to charge her. And uh, once they found out what to charge her, they said, you got to do it now. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, 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 and don't worry. You know, the baby's not going to feel anything. And it's just a bunch of cells. It's really, really just a bunch of cells. And, um, but the baby, the baby won't feel anything. So she told me, Steve, they told us the baby is, is just a bunch of cells and we're just going to leave it like that. And I said, okay, fine. But can I show you what a five and a, a, five and a half month old baby looks like? And she said, no, absolutely not. I said, why? And she goes, because I know it's just a bunch of cells. I said, no, it has, actually has arms, feet, a heartbeat. It looks like a little human being. And she kept telling me, no, 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 no. Well, I sent her the picture anyway. I sent her the picture and she's like, don't send, I've deleted that picture. Don't send it to me. I said, well, you know, it's just a bunch of cells. Just look at it. She goes, I'm not going to look at it. I do not want to look at it. Why do you want me to look, look at it for? I said, if you know the truth, what, what, if you know the truth, what are you so scared of? What are you so scared of? And I said, why, why don't I show you the description on how it happens? And she said, oh, I knew how it happens. You know, I was educated there by my friend and, and the doctor and the, and, the, and the salesperson over there at Planned Parenthood. Really? Did they describe pulling the legs off? She goes, no, no, they didn't describe that. They said it was going to be sucked out. I said, you can't suck it out. (laughs) Second term, you can't suck it out. I'm sorry. It doesn't happen like that. I am sorry. And then she was still willfully ignorant. You know, the funny thing about this is that, and by the way, that person who told me this, who I had this conversation with, is a Trump supporter. Um... (laughs) 
your, the party doesn't matter when it comes to intelligence, right? And this is the problem I see when it comes to, I guess, someone learning about the truth. And, and the best way I can kind of describe it is probably when I, when I um, interact with um, aspiring writers. Or even, actually, even when I... I know, I'm sorry, aspiring writers. I was going to say professional writers, but no, no. Professional writers have no problem with, uh, with people correcting their work. But aspiring writers, they hold on to what they've created. They, they hold on to the information, this fictional story is so hard that when you, go, when you come up to them and you say, well, you've got to fix these things, fix these things, and all of a sudden, they get very, very offended. A lot of them get very, very angry and they exit stage left. And, and that's how I know that, <laughs> I'm sorry, you will never, ever, ever become a professional writer if you think like that. When you're a professional writer and you, you're writing this, you're writing a piece of work, right? And you give it to your friend and say, hey, can you help me with this? They help you fix it up. And you're like, dude, thanks. I was stuck. Thanks, man. I got this deadline going. Just thanks, man. Right? And you start writing, 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 writing. You could give it to your other friend who's really good at writing dialogue. Say, hey, I'm really stuck. Can you put a joke in here? They write a perfect joke and all that. Say, oh, dude, great. Awesome, 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 awesome. And you get it done. That's what a professional writer does, but all of a sudden, you get an aspiring writer, and, you, and, 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 you, and they, will, they will never ask for help, and if another person comes in and says, hey, you know, you got to fix your dialogue, they say, hey, shut the hell up. They say, shut the hell up. Stop telling me I'm doing anything wrong. I'm good enough. I don't need you. In fact, I don't want to hear your, I don't even want to hear your opinion. I don't even want to hear your criticism. And that's what it's like when you talk to these people who have no, they're not used to self-correcting. Or self-adjusting or pivoting in life. And you go down this road of ignorance for so, so long. They, they feel so much more comfortable living a lie than living in the moment and living in the truth. Because the truth to them, you, you know, they held on so long to this lie. And, I, and, and I'll, I'll even back up the story here. No, I'm not going to back up the story. I'm going to go forward in the story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you a different story really quick. And I may have told it for those of you who listen to, listen to my podcast, you may have heard the story before, but I have a friend whose sister is a nurse practitioner, <laughs> okay? She's a nurse practitioner. And, uh, and, and, I was, and um, she's telling everyone, well, you know, she's telling mothers, like, you know, get your babies vaccinated. Get your babies vaccinated, right? And it's okay right now because we have all these tests and all the, everything. And if you know, and we're talking about vaccinated, we're talking about the COVID vaccine, right? Not the other vaccines. So get your baby to get vaccinated. Fauci has approved it. It's safe. We have all the studies and it's very effective. It's, it stops the spread of COVID, blah, blah, blah. You know, pulling that entire BS. So I get into a conversation with her and I say, actually, no, there's actually no test. That shows that, first of all, the COVID vaccines are, you know, effective at preventing COVID, spreading COVID and all that kind of things, or even making them less severe. Um, And there's really no proof that young little kids, babies that are, you know, six months and younger should actually get the shot. There's no proof that it's, there's no long-term study over here. You know, maybe if you're 75 years and older, but now we're going to, you know, to little babies? Really? Are you kidding me? There's no proof that it's safe. There's no proof that they need it. And I told her that. And she pulls the, 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 the thing, the, the, the medical card out of me and says, you know, I'm the one who's a nurse practitioner. I'm the one who knows about health. I said, fine. I said, fine, right? And I said, you know what? Well, why don't we just debate this? Let's just have a friendly debate. And she says, I don't have a time. But I said, just debate me. Just debate me. And then she starts 
with this mantra that said, and she said, well, according to Dr. Fauci, and I told her, I cut her off right then and there. I said, you know, before you start, scientific debate does not start with Fauci said, all right? So tell me, yes or no, has there been a, a government study, you know, double-blinded placebo tests, Fauci's favorite one, right? Double-blinded placebo test that shows efficacy, widespread efficacy in young babies, five months and, young, five months and, and older, or five months and younger, right? <laughs> that these mRNA vaccines work. And she said, I don't need to answer that question. Well, <laughs> I have all this information, you know, because I'm, I podcast, right, and all that stuff. I have all the PDF files right there in front of me. And I said, I can send it to you. I'm going to send it to you. And like my friend who didn't want to learn, learn about abortions, <laughs> she told me, no, don't send it to me. Don't send it to me, Steve. I said, why? Because this shows here, this study here shows that there's no efficacy rate. None. And then, and then she tells me, I don't want to learn. I don't want to know that what you say may be true. And I said, why? And she says, if I learn what you are saying is true and I've been wrong for the last five months, then I'm going to look like an idiot and I'm going to feel so guilty. I'm going to feel really bad. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. What is that? What kind of nurse practitioner is that? So it's all based upon feeling. This is why we don't trust, you know, doctors or nurse practitioners or anyone in the medical field. This is why. This is exactly why. <laughs> Cheaters and liars. Why don't we just add stupid people to that, right, who, who really bug me? I'm sure they bug the hell out of, out of you, too. All right, people, it's 12.56 a.m. in the morning. I've been talking for a long time. Hope you really enjoyed this podcast, by the way. Um, again, for all of those who booked with me, their wedding photos and uh, wedding videos and weddings, period. You know, my company does the whole thing. Thank you so much. I really, really, really appreciate your work. I mean, your help out there, uh, not your work. <laughs> Hope you appreciate my work, all right? It's getting a little too, too late to start talking. So... I'm going to head out right now. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. And if you can, share my podcast to your other beautiful friends. I'm sure they want to listen to me. Talk to you soon. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ two movies that's bbq to movies yeah the to is not the number two by the way it is to like terrell owens so that's bbq two movies catch you around